Hi, this is Reese Roper, and you're listening to our newest podcast ever. Hey, everybody, this is Andrew and John, and we love this podcast because it's about us. Welcome to Magnified Pod, the second season, our newest podcast ever, and all hell can't stop us now. I'm Andrew. I am Zach Delarosha. <laughs> I'm Ian John. And this is our podcast. Yep. And we're back. Yeah. <laughs> Magnified <laughs> Pod. Yeah. Second season. Epa. Yeah. We get some good years on this album today. <laughs> yeah, we do. I mean, yeah, we do. Yeah. Yeah, so um John, we're liars because yeah. we we are not talking about the end is here. Not quite. Today. Um so at the beginning the beginning of this week, just about every plan uh that we were trying to hatch for the pod um kind of <laughs> fell through yeah we so had plans within plans we had plans yep and i don't know why i'm stepping up my mxpx references lately when i should really be doing that for fiber but whatever yeah it's we okay this is the thing we did mxpx <laughs> yeah. for like it's over yeah, a year my brain yeah. <laughs> it's we had we were working on those puns and working in them into everything it's just yes. a part of, it's part of our dna at this point yeah but yeah so all of the all the things that we were trying to get to do this week uh just weren't working so we had to we <laughs> we we had some other plans then we're like <laughs> it just nothing was working out so this week we're talking about roper Yay. um and it, you know a little bit of a a little bit of a break from our five iron stretch we will get back to five iron uh but uh, you know i i we've been talking about roper and how we we stand a legend yeah. we stand it yeah and i think when i first heard this record i think it was the first time i heard this record was last year i i didn't listen to roper Same. or or uh i didn't hear those gorilla rodeo tracks oh. um i didn't hear those gorilla rodeo tracks until today this week yeah yeah so it's it's uh it's new but i when i first heard roper last year i was like like oh shit this is yeah this is this is dope this is a this is fun it's fun in a way that like that five iron that the way that five iron is kind of fun it's it's a it's a similar fun because it's reese but like the it's a it's a different it feels different yeah than, than the five iron fun moments yes um so but we're gonna we're going to get to that. John, what are you drinking? <laughs> well, I have a Pipeworks Cloud Formations tonight. Ooh. It is a dry hopped sour ale. Um, that's, that's your wheelhouse. It's weird beer. Yep. It's got a <laughs> weird trippy logo. Oh, nice. Anyway, crack that guy open. What are you crack. drinking? Um, the, my Danny Stairs unapproved um bourbon trader joe's brand well no it's i'm still drinking i'm finishing up my bullet bourbon Ah. oh right he was too Uh, good for that too he's too good for he's too good for that one of these days like last year when we did the mxpx 
we did the MXPX five iron show. We did that little meetup. We'll do, we'll have to do a five iron meetup at some point at a, at a five iron show, get a get a MagPod nation thing together. And yes, you know, we'll, we'll talk, we'll talk bourbon. We'll talk old fashions. I'll, I don't know the the MXPX show um, coming to our our hometown in Chicago was made yeah. it a little bit easier, um, well, but maybe it'll happen again. We'll maybe it see. will. Maybe it will. We'll have to see. Um, once we get an MXPX show here in the Midwest, for once again, you know, <laughs> it's been a while. It's been a whole year. It's been. A, it's been. It's been a while. Wow. So speaking of beers. Yes. So Five Iron to just today tweeted out um, MXPX did a beer. Should we? <laughs> and yes. Yes, they should. Yes, they should. And so we we were like, okay, we Challenge did. Challenge accepted. Challenge accepted. We did a lot of random MXPX uh, Anchor Valley puns. Yes. When, when the Anchor Valley uh, uh wine came out even though that had nothing to do with mxpx <laughs> or anything we're like here just we go for fun <laughs> just yeah, doing exactly. that for fun so people are uh people people are throwing throwing out their oh man so many people are already putting out some great ideas okay we got to capitalize on this you got to capitalize on that so somebody has a brew hope oh that's good that's good yeah um when i go stout <laughs> that is also good. Dang it. These people are very much in our wheelhouse. Yep. Uh, every brew day. Oh, man. Every person who tweets, we should send a link to the pod if they're not listening to yep. it because these are our people. <laughs> yeah. Third world drink tank. Oh, man. That's good. <laughs> uh, one girl IPA. Okay. <laughs> Half a Weizen for the sellout. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. These are yeah. good. Yeah. The only the only one that I, I came up with... Uh, is fistful of hops. Yeah, that's pretty good. Um, oh, this one, this guy, second saison. That's, oh, that's that, money. That that's is money good. Bank. Yeah, uh, Chuck Beam. Shout out to Chuck Beam for second saison. That yeah, is, good. yeah. So, um, yeah, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to get on this. Yeah, I was hoping I'd come up with some amazing ideas on the fly, but I gotta I gotta put some thought into this. <laughs> I'm just like scrolling through song titles. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> I think they should uh, release a beer that's called That Tastes Horrible. I mean, that <laughs> is a good idea. Uh, something about a sandwich, perhaps. Mayonnaise, taco, um, Molson. <laughs> I don't know. Um, uh, all the hops that money can buy. How about that? Oh, nice. <laughs> that's, <I> mean, <laughs> that's, that's good. Okay. <laughs> Oh boy. All right. Well, we're going to give this some thoughts. We're going to tweet a bunch. So other people should too. I do want to shout out um, Ben Helms, the home brewer I mentioned on the pod before, who at one point self-released a five iron, the end is beer, uh, blueberry comb 78 ale. Yes. <laughs> um, so that guy needs to get involved in this. And then um, 350 Brewing, friends of the pod, they did... Yeah brew a five iron beer at one point for a show i know that but i'm seeing in the twitter thread that they tagged microphone who are near me uh elk Grove mm. village illinois they make delicious beer um that five iron tweeted them was like lots of ideas going on here fyi so they know the deal so i would love it if microphone got involved that would be dope yep 
Um, I also want to throw out uh, Porter Mobile. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> yep, we're doing. We're. Do, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm gonna tweet that out right away. Okay. <laughs> Keep tweeting at them. I, I yeah. want this. I want this to have a. I want that to be. This to be like a really fan-driven beer. Something that like is just really, just really silly. You know, I, I love that if they came, if they chose something that was like that a that a fan submitted, I think that'd be pretty. Yeah, I'm into them having a beer. I want that. I want it to have a funny name. Yeah, and I want it to have been generated through us and then brewed at a Chicago area brewery so that we can have a party here celebrating <laughs> all these things together. <laughs> I basically we want this to. Benefit center around us, us. <laughs> center around us, benefit yes. us in the most in most way possible. <laughs> I mean, we've done a lot for Five Iron now. It's time for a little uh, beer naming party. I think. I think so. Um, John, we should move on to some move on to some voicemails. Um, we have we have a first time, long time. Cool. What up, dudes? This is Mickey in Saint Paul. Not that I really need to specify where I'm at, because I'm not one of the Danies, so clearly you know who I am. But, um, finally, gonna get, on, get in that conversation, because after listening to all of the episodes of the pod in a span of four weeks, I'm <laughs> there. I'm ready for this. Um, so, I feel kind of like a bit of an outcast in the scene because I did not really, I mean, honestly, this was the first exposure for both MXPX and Five Iron for me. So mm-hmm. this has been quite the experience. Enjoy it. Love it every minute. Great. Um, so, yeah, I listened to the end of the year and I was like, man, just not really feeling it as much as the other ones so far. And so mm-hmm. that's a little validated when you guys were kind of saying the same thing. Like, it's funny. It's a good album and everything, but like, just not don't don't feel the same way about it. The other thing that I really wanted to mention was that um, you guys were talking about the lyrics to Burrow of the Arms, and I'm like, yes, that is exactly what I was thinking. I was going to, I'm not going to the lyrics these songs just because of the title, because I thought I'm on a, on a set, fucking hunting way. Like, yeah, love that <laughs> shit. But anyways, I found the lyrics to be problematic as well. And so... You guys discussing that was, I, I just felt that. I don't really have much more to add to it, you guys, but Andrew really hit a lot of the points that I was thinking of, but just found it interesting that you guys also thought that and did bring it up. Um, yeah, so I guess that's all I have to say. It went out and booted this morning, and I was like, you know what? Let's keep it a productive morning. Call the pod. Get in on this. Let's do it. Yeah. Um, anyways, I don't. I don't know that I necessarily need to say it. Like, I don't know that I've heard this, but fucking mad part of life. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, Mickey. Yes. Um, yeah. So Mickey's a friend of mine, and uh, she literally binged all of it mm. in. In a, just a matter of weeks, and and How I much was just did she binge all of it. There you go, more MXPX references. <laughs> yeah, that's the oh. band we're talking about, right? 
that's i i'm thank you slash i'm sorry that's a lot of hours of us no i and i told her i'm like i'm like i mean i i was just so floored i'm like why (laughs) like why would you why would you do that it just it's so it's it's amusing to me and (laughs) and i love it because as she said she's not in the scene right yeah and and so it's like the deepest of deep dives into like <laughs> into us in, as Very, individuals yes, and right. these bands that yeah you know, that she had nothing about no she knew nothing about but now she knows like so much about uh MXPX Five Iron and the Covenant uh-huh. Church <laughs> yeah <laughs> the coolest things to know yeah, about the coolest things and uh you know all of our all of our stupid bits that we should probably <laughs> that we should probably bring back. We, I mean, we, yeah. honestly, we should probably honestly we should Thank probably. You. <laughs> you're welcome. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I slipped up there for yeah. for a moment. This time um, it's okay. Yeah. Uh, I, just thinking about like we got to get some candy back on the pod. We, oh, we yeah. Like, us not being in the same room has really hurt our candy intake. It's that's true. I mean, it, in a way, it's probably beneficial since <laughs> I suppose I, since I literally lost a filling on the pod. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. Yep, I uh, a, sa- a sour a sour patch kid pulled out one of my fillings. <laughs> yeah, that was a tough loss for that filling. <laughs> yeah, well, um, but thank you, Mickey. Uh, yeah. We we will uh, look forward to any and all hot takes you have going forward. And it's yes. also nice to get a female voice back on the pod. Yeah. This it's season been, has been uh, light. <laughs> it has been a sausage fest this season <laughs> yeah. and it's time to, to get some, some female perspectives. <laughs> okay. Good. I thought you were going for like a different kind of, no euphemisms. Um, uh, no, well, we, we are a, a big tent here at Magnified Pod. We welcome all types, even if you don't know who MXPX or Five Iron are. Tell your <laughs> friends, get them to listen. You don't have to know these bands. It's just a good time. Yes. <laughs> yep. Um, here we have, a, we have another familiar and familiar voice here. Hmm. Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> the phantom cackler fan Love of it. uh praise the lord everybody everybody praise praise the cackler praise the cackler, cackler. everybody um, praise <laughs> <laughs> i am glad he called back and i'm glad he chose that song to yeah. uh, cackle over <laughs> yep i so I've I've been developing conspiracy theories um, around the uh, cack, around the cackler lately. What you got? Well, <laughs> is it really you the whole time? No, no. I I I actually <laughs> after last week when we were like you're like man we haven't heard from the cackler in a while and you're like, is it you? And then and then like that next day I got a call from the cackler. <laughs> Oh, and I was man. like, "Like, is this John? Has John been like scamming us all this whole oh, time?" 
maybe it's me in a disassociative state. Um, <laughs> like this, I think I've even referenced this on the pod before, but there was this Batman comic I had when a kid where it was like, somebody's like stalking him and doing all this stuff to him. And you're like, who is this? And at the end it's like, Oh no, it was me while I was sleeping or whatever. It's like, um, I hope I'm not the, the delusional Batman in the situation here. And I'm just not realizing it. Yeah. You might have to, I don't know. I'll have to, when, whenever I receive the next yeah. cackler voicemail, I'll be like, John, wake up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It would be impressive to commit to a bit where I had like a different area code phone. <laughs> um, yeah, Voice. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's definitely not you. I mean, it just doesn't sound, it just doesn't sound like you unless mm. you've been pulling the biggest scam on, <laughs> on Magpod nation for almost two mm. years. Could be. No, I have a whole wall in my basement with like yarn connecting different pictures of who it could be. I'm really going to crack this open one day. This thing goes yeah. all the way to the top. <laughs> yep. Um, all right. We have some, um, we have some Danny Stairs talking, talking tattoos. Mm. So guys, your boy Danny Stairs calling again. Miss you guys already. Um, calling in to your request for, uh, people who talk about their op- Ivy tattoos, I don't have one, never will. Uh, I think that goes without saying. However, I couldn't remember if I ever told you guys about my plan for my five iron tattoo. I was going to do the talent marks, you know, but that's so cliche. And I'm, I'm, I'm a little more, maybe, I don't know if I'm going to off the beaten path, but, you know, I got my, my own five iron style. So what I'm actually going to get, is a unicorn in my colors from my costume. Um, for those who aren't aware, you know, that's got the, like, it's got the gold chest, the, like, turquoise, and I think there's some pink or purple in the hair, uh, the silver horn, um, like the pink back legs, and so I'm going to get that, and it's going to have on its shoulder, I guess. Um the tally marks for five and it'll be dancing obviously and so that's my uh forthcoming uh five on the tattoo i'm not 100 percent sure where that's gonna go probably on the same arm as my tumble down skull mm. but um i haven't gotten that far in the plan yet that's uh probably maybe my next tattoo maybe my second next uh, i got two that are two that are cooking right now that i'm thinking mm. about just trying to decide between that one and a different mm. one so that's all I needed. Mad Club for life. So we're, this is like some five iron tattoo inception going on here. It's like tattoo <laughs> tattoos within, tattoos. within tattoos. I was trying to think of another MXPX. Yeah. <laughs> tattoos within tattoos. <laughs> tattoos within tattoos. Um, yeah. Speaking of Batman, uh, yeah. <laughs> I had a friend who <laughs> wanted to get a tattoo. Like he was committed to this. Yeah. A tattoo of Batman getting a tattoo of Batman. <laughs> <laughs> so it's kind of along those lines. Um, you know, if we didn't know Danny, I would think he might be joking, but I, I don't doubt that he would get a battle dancing <laughs> unicorn with glitter uh, tattooed on himself. Based on his own costume that he of has that he's come up with. Naturally. That, that, I mean, that like, like you said, if we didn't know him, be, like, this is, this is the, the costume that he wears to Five Iron <laughs> Shows. shows. Yep. And it's his life. Uh, it's, it's, it's a real thing. 
Um, I, uh, yeah, some hot yeah. takes there about App Ivy. I don't know. I don't know. I feel yeah. about him slandering uh, them. But no, it's it's a it's a terrible take. It's hard to it's hard to know what third wave ska or ska punk would look like without Jesse Michaels and Op Ivy. I mean, they, they're big fucking deal. Um, so big, there should be a beer called Hop Ivy if there isn't one. Oh, uh, yeah. There probably is one. <laughs> um, I would be into that big time. Yeah, I assume when he says that he's got a couple ideas brewing that one of them is a Magpod tattoo. Naturally. That's a good idea. Um, our our faces, our likenesses. Yeah, on his lower back maybe or something like that. <laughs> I, think we, I think he should get the tattoo of us giving him a tattoo <laughs> of, of the unicorn. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I think that would be... We just there just need to be more levels to this yeah. tattoo as yeah, it totally. as it as it stands. I uh I could support a, a what a dancing robot, the quantities Jai One robot. I could see him somewhere on my arm or something. <laughs> I mean how do you feel about a Doug Tentacle? Well, yeah. I mean for me the robot you know, separate the robot from the robot artist. That's what I always say. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Um, no, I, mean, I probably I would, wouldn't get that. <laughs> I mean, I would, I, I honestly, I think the, the, like the hash marks are, are dope. Yeah, no, that's, uh, that's, that's the way to go. I think. So I, I don't think it, I don't, I don't care if it's cliche. I mean, I'm not the first person to get an op Ivy tattoo. I don't need all of my tattoos to be unique. Uh, I get them because of the, the symbol, the symbolism and what those symbols mean to me. Not because I only need to create something unique with every with every piece of art. Well, Danny Stairs is a, a unique unicorn, and he, he needs is. his own creative expression. So that's that that's is all fine. Well and, good. and I'm not going to yuck his yum. And I respectfully <laughs> ask that he return re- return the favor. Yeah, come on, dude. Yeah, come on, Danny. I got to be a dick. Yeah. Um. Called out. Called out. What's so up, guys? Your boy Danny Stairs again. I'm calling to respond to this game that you're playing this week. Um, interesting how this is the first game that John's good at. I'm only two <laughs> questions in. But also, the really scary part, not that John's so in tune with these weird doomsday prophecies, but just how reasonable he found that fake one. He's like, this sounds pretty reasonable. Uh, I believe it's actually true, as it's going to happen. Uh, you know, it, it was just a little weird to me. Um, John? You know, I'm not sure, man. Just not sure. Make life for life. Well, what do you have if, to say for yourself, John? If you sign up for my newsletter, um, <laughs> I'll send you the answer to your concern in the first segment, and I really think it'll change your life. <laughs> um, and then only 12 more sessions after that, and then you can get to um, engage with Zorp levels. <laughs> Which I'm bringing up because I am currently wearing an Engage Zorb t-shirt, which uh, you may remember from last week, I requested as my prize, and Andrew has purchased for me and sent to my home. So this is good. It really, it's, it's good um, pressure to step up my, uh, you know, really got to get my head in the game and um, win some of these additional prizes. Um, yeah, man. But yeah, I, uh, I, <laughs> we talked about Zorp <laughs> from Parks and Rec uh, during the Doomsday game last time, and I love that an Engage with Zorp t-shirt exists and that you have given it to me, so thanks again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I wanted to reward your excellent game. I uh, Questionable uh, uh, 
feelings about the reasonableness of, <laughs> I mean, you're just, you're, I mean, since you're engaging with Zorp, you're, you're a, re, a reasonableist or, uh, a reason, yes. or whatever, whatever it was. <laughs> I think that's what it was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Hey, I like a good narrative, you know? Yeah. Um, I hear you. I hear you. If it's, um, uh, if it's Thanos, Thanos, wait, what is it? <laughs> who's the, who's the Scientology guy? Xanos? Oh, oh, uh, are, are you talking about the... She knew, she knew, she knew. Yeah, I, I, I totally... <laughs> Thanos is from the Avengers. <laughs> but uh, no, she knew dumps uh, souls in volcanoes, as we all know. Or right, yes, those right. Yeah. Well, anyway. and, and there's all sorts of like little spirits living inside yes. us that we need to cleanse. Thetans. 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 That's that why we... I was thinking of Thanos, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's right, yeah. You put a she knew and a Thetan together, you get a Thanos. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and then, and then, uh, I mean, and, and as we all know, Zorp, the uh, 18, 18 foot uh, lizard with the volcano for a mouth, yes. um, is not dissimilar to the volcano. I don't know. Maybe, maybe they're throwing the Thetans into Zorp's volcano mouth. Ooh, I think you just I think, blew this thing wide open. <laughs> uh, um, get, uh, reach out to me, uh, Scientology, <laughs> if maybe maybe I just like skipped all of these different levels. <laughs> They're like, this just... has never happened before. <laughs> he ascended to level two, 2010, right away. I don't know. <laughs> I feel um, like all my jokes suck tonight. <laughs> like there's a little kernel there and it just isn't popping into a full... <laughs> It's it's been a rough week. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I'm not fun. at my best, just like America. <laughs> yeah. Well, speaking of games and not being your best. Uh-huh. Um John, do you want to play a game? Yes. I would like okay. to win a fabulous prize. Okay. Well, as you know, this week we're talking mediocrity. Yes. We're talking lame wads. <laughs> yep. And you know, there's plenty of adequate average content out there Mm -hmm. but what i want to talk about is stuff that's terrible so Uh i'm going to ask you questions about poorly reviewed film tv (laughs) and music i love this i can't wait so you you're you're somewhat of a film buff Mm-hmm. Uh, not so much movies, more films. No, We're no, talking no, no, no. real cinema. Yes, I'm here. a cineast. That's what yes. I want yeah. to be called. Um, so what I'm going to do, I have a series of multiple choice questions. Are you ready? I'm ready. Let's do this. All right. First question. Dennis Dugan is an American director, actor, writer, artist, and comedian. He is known for his partnership with a particular comedian, as well as being nominated for four Golden Raspberries for Worst Director. Which leading actor comedian has he partnered with more than any other? A, Adam Sandler. B, Mike Myers. C, Ben Stiller. Or D, Rob Schneider. Hmm. Dennis Dugan, you say? Dennis Dugan, I say. Denny Dugs? Denny Dugs, our boy, our boy D Dug. Um, I'm going Den- Schneider. Denny, Denny Dugan it. <laughs> Denny Dugan it. Uh, Schneider, Schneider, Rob Schneider. Denny, Denny does what Denny Dugs. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't do what Denny Dugs does. <laughs> you're saying, you're saying the Schneids? 
That's right. Oh man, uh, I'm sorry. This is, it's Adam Sandler. Okay, that was my second choice. Yeah, so he he's done a pretty much any any Adam Sandler movie from like okay. going back from like to Billy Madison. He's like um, the the Netflix guy who's doing all these Manhattan or just murder mystery or whatever it's called. I don't know, but Dugan won a Golden Raspberry in 2011 for worst director for two Adam Sandler movies, Jack and Jill, where and Sandler plays when Sandler plays his own twin sister, which yes. received a three percent on Rotten Tomatoes. And has a fabulous Al Pacino performance. <laughs> yeah. And Just Go With It, which stars Jennifer Aniston and received a 19% on Rotten Tomatoes. I do not recall that one. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't, I don't think, uh, I don't think many people do. Yeah. Um, all right. All well, right. I'm going to, I'm going to get better. Tough start. Like. Let's, let's, you'll get this one. You'll get this one. Uh, the CBS sitcom, We Are Men, starring Cal Penn. Jerry O'Connell and Tony Shalhoub was mm. slammed on Rotten Tomatoes, receiving a 4%. <laughs> one, <laughs> one critic quipped of the show, We Are Men, more like, we are morons. Hey. Ayo. While another said, it made me feel stupid almost immediately and then bitter that I'd wasted the time. How many episodes did this disaster last before it was canceled by CBS? Oh, yeah. A... 11 B 5 C 2 or D 1 Boy I thought your question was going to be like is this a real show <laughs> So that tells you something about my level of knowledge of I love that it's called We Are Men <laughs> like it's yeah, just It's basically the the like the the thrust of the show is that they are Men. Uh, men who I think um, are divorced and like meet at like some apartment complex and um, and it's just there's nothing redeeming or interesting <laughs> about it. I mean, sounds great. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'll say two. Two? Yeah. That is, right. that is correct. It lasted two episodes <laughs> and, then, and it was canceled. Yeah. Um, it, I think there were, um, they they record they they filmed like maybe sixteen episodes or something like they recorded sure. a lo- they filmed a lot of episodes and only two made it to air. Um, oh, so full season DVD is out there somewhere. Oh for me to man, scope. yeah. <laughs> I know you're. I know you're a big Shaloub head. Uh, what? He's, he's a talented dude. I don't know what he was doing on that show. Um, I don't know, and I think that's one of the reasons that. People thought, oh, man, anybody will watch the Shaloub. <laughs> yeah. Well, shout out uh, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. He's, he's okay. got that one. Um, all right. One for two. Next one. All right. All right. Pick it up. Pick it up. Pick it up. Pick it up. Uh, Rolling Stone magazine has a history of bad takes. <laughs> but, True. But some of them were so wildly bad that they've become infamous. <laughs> Over the decades, Rolling Stone has panned a number of now classic albums. Which of these classic albums did Rolling Stone not give a bad review to? A, Neil Young, Harvest. B, Nirvana, Nevermind. C, Beach Boys, Pet Sounds. Or D, The Rolling Stones, Exile on Main Street. 
So three of these received bad, bad reviews. reviews. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which one sense. did not receive? <laughs> yeah, everybody um, knows these are all horrible records. Gosh. Um, I feel like they did give Nevermind a good review. It's just that they didn't rank it as high as they should have. My brain wants to say it, but my heart is saying no. Um, uh, you can't give a bad review to Pet Sounds, right? That's not possible. Um, uh, Neil Young. You're going, they gave a pos- They gave a positive review to Neil Young's Harvest. Yeah. <laughs> you were so close. Oh, they, it was, it, never mind. It, it, no, it was Pet Sounds. They gave a positive review oh, to Pet Sounds. Okay. Well, then I should have listened to myself. Yes, you should Isn't have. Isn't that what I said? Yes, <laughs> you, said, you said nobody can give a bag of review to Pet Sounds. Oh, well, <laughs> come on, John. I'm getting all <laughs> confused. I know. Um, all right. So this one, um, I I imagine this is sort of a gimme because I know you're a big your big film head, the big film critic head. Um, mm. but I just, I just love, I just love this so much, but, and I wanted, I wanted to include it. Uh-huh. Um, now considered one of the most brutal takedowns of a movie, late film critic icon, Roger Ebert took aim at Rob Schneider's 2005 movie, Deuce Bigelow, European gigolo. Uh, prior to this review, Schneider attacked the LA times, Patrick Goldstein for taking shot at Schneider in his movie. Schneider responded by erroneously claiming Goldstein hasn't received any journalistic awards. He has, but noted specifically that he hasn't received a Pulitzer Prize. The following is a quote from Ebert's review. I'm going to ask you to finish the quote. Oh boy. Quote, but Schneider is correct and Patrick Goldstein has not yet won a Pulitzer Prize. Therefore, Goldstein is not qualified to complain that Columbia financed Deuce Bigelow European Gigolo while passing on the opportunity to participate in Million Dollar Baby, Ray, The Aviator, Sideways, and Finding Neverland. As chance would have it, I have won the Pulitzer Prize, (laughs) so I am qualified. Speaking in my official capacity as a Pulitzer Prize winner, Mr. Schneider, does he say A... Deuce Bigelow Jigablows. <laughs> B, please quit acting. Please. <laughs> C, I award you an, enthousi- an enthusiastic thumbs down. Or D, your movie sucks. Uh, D. Yes, that is correct. He famously has a collection <laughs> of bad reviews called Your Movie Sucks. So yes. Yeah. That is, I mean, there's a reason that guy won the Pulitzer. <laughs> yeah. I I love that that <laughs> that story and that review so much. It rules. Um, so it's, it's so good. Um, but I also love that Ebert had no problem being like, hold on, let me just... Uh, Dust off this Pulitzer. Polish tell this here. <laughs> yeah. ew, ew, ew. Tell you how much your movie sucks. <laughs> uh, rules. I oh, mean, legend, legend. Yep. Uh, All right. Deuce Bigelow, not a uh, Denny Dukes production, as I've learned tonight. <laughs> no, no, it is not. Um, but I also, I, I don't know. I, I do like, <laughs> like uh, that. Uh, Deuce, <laughs> Deuce Bigelow, Jigablows. That is really solid. <laughs> uh, um, all right, last one. Uh, there are currently 39 movies on Rotten Tomatoes 
with a 0%. Which actor starred in three movies on this relatively short list? Hmm. A, Nicolas Cage. (laughs) B, John Travolta. C, Jim Carrey. Or D, Sean Connery. Gosh. Good choices because... um plausible and you're like i don't know is that could that be that guy uh okay cage connery who are the other two travolta Travolta. and jim carrey you know travolta's made a lot of bad movies um gosh i'm i'll go travolta i don't know that is correct. Yes. He's it made is. like a stunning number of like, what? What movie is that? Yeah, so so here's the thing. These are the three official ones that uh, gave him zeros. Gotti in 2018. Yeah. Look Who's Talking Now from 1993. <laughs> Classic. And Staying Alive in 1983. So, so Travolta technically has seven zeros, but the list requires at least 20 reviews to count as a consensus. Okay. So there you'll find you'll find if you go to Travolta's Rotten Tomatoes right now, it's uh-huh. like his last 5 movies are all zero. Yeah. Um, but but it's because there's there's not a critic consensus, they don't count as sure. like being a zero. Um, Jim Carrey only has one zero for his 2018 2018 film Dark Crimes. Nick Cage actually has um, only two non-consensus zeros for acting. Mm-hmm. Grand Isle from 2019 and Deadfall in 93. Yeah, and his one his one official zero is as a producer for A Thousand Words in 2012. Um, so, never heard of that. Sean Connery, his one official zero is for Highlander 2, The Quickening. <laughs> sure, sure. And, um, and another non-consensus zero... This is this is some this is a wild thing. So I encourage you and everybody else to look it up. Um, he has a, a, a zero for an animated movie from 2013 called Sir Billy. Oh, Billy, yes, I know about this. <laughs> B I L L I. So oh, it's an, an animated movie that's about like a skateboarding veterinarian mm-hmm. um, that's like trying to rescue. Um, a beaver or something like that. It's super bizarre, but the animation is some of the worst animation <laughs> yeah. that I've ever seen. Uh, like, they, imagine something horrendous, and then it's ten times worse than that. <laughs> so, with, in putting in context, you know how like when you look at the you look at that Toy Story series of movies, and you look at like the most recent one, and then you go back to the original Toy Story, and you're like, right. wow, that looks rough. Um, but Toy Story came out in 99 and uh-huh. it looks way better than a movie that came out 14 years later that yeah. looks like it it shouldn't have even been like on TV because yeah. the anim- it, it just looked so, so terrible. I think but, that was one of those weird like, you know, funded by like some sort of Eastern European uh, mogul who promised that he would like put a studio together and then, uh, you know, <laughs> did not do that. So... Yeah. There's a weird number of, of strange animated films like that where they like landed these huge actors where you're like, yeah. what, are, what are you doing in this thing? Yeah, Alan Cumming was in it. Sure, yeah. Um, 
I, I had a hard time finding any box office gross for it, but the funniest <laughs> the funniest thing to me uh, was that it it had a limited British release in September of 2013 at three theaters. Awesome. <laughs> um, so there's no way this thing came even close to to gaining to getting anything anything back. But uh, yeah, so it's an adventure about a race to save the last beaver in Scotland. Sure. Bessie Boo. Uh, Bessie Boo the beaver. Why do you know anything about this movie? Uh, I have it on DVD. You want to borrow it? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm on the Wikipedia page right now. That's why. Dude, it's so weird. Also known <laughs> as Guardian of the Highlands. Yeah, two good names. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, you know, shout out Travolta, uh, Maybe his Thetan, his Thetan levels weren't uh, weren't popping in the last, you know, several zero percent. Um, or maybe it's like, maybe Scientologists are like, well, that's just you know the world is against you. Maybe there's like a um, mind for treason style Scientology <laughs> punk movement we're not aware of, where they're like, society's gonna give you zero percent, but listen to Shinu. Um, <laughs> so. <laughs> Anyway, Scientologists will murder us if they ever find this podcast. I just want to, I'm pulling up uh, John Travolta's... Um, Eight levels. So... Look at, <laughs> That's a lot of zeros. Yeah. The Poison Rose, uh, zero. Yep. Trading Paint, sure. zero. Yep. Speed Kills, zero. Gotti, yeah. zero. Life on the Line, zero. Uh... <laughs> The, like tough, tough stretch. Yeah, he's. It's been. It's rough these days. It's rough out there for uh, for old Travolti. Yeah, yeah. Well, I hope he finds comfort uh, when he goes clear. <laughs> I don't Burn. know. <laughs> no, not really. I again, <laughs> I am awful tonight. <laughs> no. You know, you uh, you got three. You got three out of five. Hey, hey that's, so that's, that's not bad. I don't think not, it earns a prize, but no. No, um, if you ever ace ace one of the quizzes, okay, then another beautiful prize. I'll get, we'll get. You know, I was, I was really, I was thinking that you were gonna get the, um, yeah, damn the Rolling, it. I, the, Ro- the, the Rolling Stones one. My brain was right on that. I just yeah. couldn't make the rest of my. Yeah, it was the phrasing of the question, probably. Mm, well, I think it was the stupidity of the answer. <laughs> I was also so in the, my research for these quizzes, I'm finding people like people with like really bad takes uh, <laughs> about any number of uh, classic albums. Sure. So like there's this guy who he's apparently a self, self-proclaimed like music critic that like um, people like for whatever reason, but he's like, I found some articles about how he thought that, okay, computer was terrible and Daft Punk Discovery was terrible. And like this guy, uh, he's probably one of those people that thinks like, you know, good music stopped in like 1969 or something like that. Yeah. But. Hey, get him on the pod. Definitely not. (laughs) Um, That was a fun one. Thank you. Uh, Well done. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, well, uh, this week we're not doing a five because. (laughs) We'll get there eventually. Well, the Roper is a 2004 record, and we're going to talk 2004. Yes. 
before the end is here. Yes. Whenever that happens. <laughs> Sometime soon. Sometime. Should we take a break? I think so. All right. We're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to brace ourselves mm. for mediocrity. Yes. To Miami, yeah, yeah. All right, we're back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're talking. Brace yourself for the mediocre by Roper. Hey, their one hey. and only joint. Yeah, which is kind of a bummer because you know it's not a not a surprise. We've talked about this bunch. Mm-hmm. And we're going to get into it more, obviously, now. But um, I feel this record. I would love to have Five Iron throw down a Roper joint at one of their shows. I think that'd, that'd be, be fun. I think that'd be fun as hell. Would I'd love to see Reese that. get Putting on those them. keys. Keys. Yeah, God man. damn it! I love, <laughs> I love the keys on this record. Yes. So much. Yes. I, I get so hyped. I get so hyped. Same, same. Yeah, we uh, we put out a question of the week to ask folks what they thought about Roper, if they have strong Roper memories. Um, and over on Instagram, uh, let's see. Our boy, Josh Montgomery, the Cortado kid, said, also, how about love for Brave St. Saturn? And we just want to say, it's coming, people. We yeah, will, we'll get we, there. We'll go deep on the BS2. Um, Irish Rover 32, a.k.a. David Trivet, said, I have a friend that booked Roper to play in a small room at Oregon State University. Wasn't a huge crowd, and there were beams all over the room that made the layout pretty funky, but Roper put on a great show. I always appreciate when bands play in a small crowds, play as if they're playing to an arena, and Roper definitely did that. Um, on Facebook... Um, Speaking of those keys, our boy David Robledo said, Roper was fun for what it was. Some decent songs for sure, which, rude. They're better than that, bro. Right. Um, <laughs> I saw them live in 2004 at a local church. Leonor was there, and she played sax on their handbook cover, I believe, which, great. Um, was also dope seeing Reese playing keys. Agree. Uh, it's dope hearing him play the keys. I would like to see it. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Jason Maxwell said are y'all also gonna roll in gorilla rodeo sheepishly i must admit i never listened to roper and the album is constantly off streaming sites which is true uh and yes we are gonna roll in gorilla rodeo um as far as side projects go i'm still waiting for a pool party death machine which is like a teased uh reese and scott maybe some others uh side project which has not uh, yet come to fruition so anyway that, that is a an awesome an awesome band name <laughs> that's a good name and it reminds me of um uh often talked about uh band uh as i lay dying uh tim lambesis uh lead singer of as i lay dying had a side project called austrian death machine okay. which was like several albums specifically about like uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger and the Terminator. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. And so you just, people should look up the Austrian death machine, uh, cover art because it's like, 
it's super it's super <laughs> awesome super metal and he gets somebody to do like this really funny arnold in person personation on the record so oh, man i should check that out yeah if you like blistering like metal uh about terminator and arnold um <laughs> check out austrian death machine who doesn't yep. um yeah th- so you know reese shouts out gorilla radio on uh the the bonus track right of the end is near um right right where he's like we got a band gorilla radio it's it's coming soon um so they formed in you know four which would have been right after that or maybe they were forming um but yeah gorilla radio had a similar sound to what roper became it's kind of like difficult to get a clear read on exactly what went down but it sounded kind of like he had formed this band with mm-hmm. Sonny from five iron ethan luck from lion k and supertones on guitar john warren from lion k and ace troubleshooter on bass and background vocals and josh abbott from ace troubleshooter on drums which is like it's a pretty good super group right um and they had that that um you know Roper's rocking some very strong melodies, some strong harmonies. Um, There's those keys that we love that we'll talk about a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, But Reese compared their sound to Letters to Cleo, which is like an interesting comparison. I could see that. Um, But yeah, it's kind of it's kind of Reese going in a pop punk power pop direction. It's very hooky sound uh, that I'm really into. And yeah, I'm with you. I I did not. I knew Roper existed. I'd never really listened to it until we started planning the pod. And then I was pleasantly surprised when you were like, "Listen to these songs and tell me what you think." And I was like, "Ooh, into it." Yeah. Um, yeah. They. I think the keys are a perfectly acceptable substitute for horns. If there's not going to be horns, I love this sense. There's lots of kind of emo, pop punk, early two thousands kind of palm muted guitar riffs going on. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> um, which I'm into. So. That yeah. that and the harmonies just hit yeah, yeah, yeah. right yep. in that just right in the ear hole, just exactly. <laughs> just getting right in there. <laughs> yeah, between and, the Yeah. And and one one uh so thirteen songs, twelve songs and one interesting cover. Um <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> it uh Reese has a um a history of <laughs> selecting interesting covers <laughs> he does indeed yeah. uh, <laughs> we'll get there i'm not yeah, well, sure how they settled on that one but you know, i don't know i don't I'm know i'm not opposed to it no i'm not opposed i'm not opposed to it it sounds it sounds great yeah uh intro intro aside uh, but we'll we'll, we'll we'll get there <laughs> we'll, we'll get there um, um also on five minute walk also yes. produced by frank tate so and masaki Lou. getting the band back together not that band, just yeah, <laughs> different one. The different, yeah, yeah. They so Gorilla Rodeo put out a three-song EP called "Ride, Rope, and Destroy" in 2004, um, and we will listen to those tracks. Um, but they broke up and then reformed under his own name as Roper, with mostly different dudes in the band. And apparently, that was a label suggestion. Uh, it was like a five minute walk thing. Mm. And then they recorded one album also released in 2004. Um, and it just seems like, like there's some conjecture about like 
why that initial version died and how the new one got put together and why, but Reese is the only credited musician on the album. And then there's a bunch of additional musicians, um, a lot of whom became the sort of official band and the touring band and stuff. But um, yeah, in 2006, uh, Reese said in an interview, what happened to Roper? Is it dead? Yes. Roper was a project put together by five minute walk records. Interesting. We had a falling out with them. Interesting. And are too lazy to start over again. Everyone has real jobs now. And although we miss seeing you all, we are just going to let it die. Unless you are a record company executive that wants to give us an enormous signing bonus and not make us tour, (laughs) (laughs) which is like, um, sad, but also (laughs) understandable. Um, and then in uh, uh, 2009, Reese told HM that uh, he said the probability of making another Roper album was somewhere around 3%. Um, he said that the project was doomed from the beginning, but that musically it was the highlight of his career. So hmm. interesting stuff. 3%. Is this a Dennis Dugan movie on Rotten Tomatoes over here? <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, maybe the odds aren't so bad. <laughs> Travolta's doing get, all right. Get, He's pulling get down some, zeros. Get, get Adam Sandler over here on this new Robo <laughs> record over here. Sounds great. Um, I, mean, I mean, Sandler's having to glow up, man. It, it's, it's true. Uncut Gems, good movie. Yeah, it came out October 19th, 2004. So Brace Yourself for the Mediocre is the Robo album. As we said, I mean, so it's interesting. Frank Tate, Saki Lou produced, um, but also most of the songs are credited i mean nearly every song on the album was written by reese masaki lu and ethan luck which is interesting um i can't remember masaki lu having songwriting credits before um i could be mistaken but some of the songs on the record were originally written for gorilla rodeo and then turned into this but um yeah, October 19th, 2004, on 5-Minute Walk. It sold about 30,000 copies, which is about the same as Brave St. Saturn, other 5 yard related projects. Um, but it did hit uh, number 27 on the top Christian Billboard chart, number 46 on the Heat Seekers chart. Um, and yeah, he, the, so the additional musicians credited on the album are Ethan Luck and uh, Bob Shively on guitar, Elijah Thompson on bass, Frank Lenz from Starflyer 59 and Pedro the Lion headphones uh, on drums, and Jason White on drums, and Phil Bennett on keys. And then the touring band version, Reese was rocking those, those synths, baby. Doing yeah. Vocals and keys. And uh, Jonathan Burnside played lead guitar. Jonathan Till, who I th- is believe is Stephen Till's brother. Yeah. Um, on bass, Matt Emmett on rhythm guitar, Nick White on drums, and then Stephen Till, Leonor's husband, uh, also on guitar, joining the band at some point. So that's the context for who's making these songs. <laughs> yeah, it, there's there's a lot going on. It just, there's a lot. There's a lot of history. It's 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 not as straightforward as no. like here's some guys wanted to write some silly songs, but also the um cover art has sort of a tenapel tenapel yes it's not him though but it's not it's this guy named brock hardly yeah i tried Uh, to find him but his uh, instagram is no longer live so i don't know quite what his deal is but he doesn't seem to have any specific connection to like christian music scene um but yeah he's definitely rocking some sort of like cowboy robots not not unlike some uh tenapel characters we've seen in other fiber and stuff 
I think it's Tenaple. I always forget. I don't know. Who who cares? Yeah, who cares? (laughs) Not getting him on the pod. Not getting him Uh, on the pod. But his art is cool, whatever. Uh, So anyway, yeah, good art for Roper. Um, uh, Yeah, should we do... Let's let's check out those Gorilla Rodeo songs okay, real let's, quick. Yeah, let's do this. Ride, rope, and destroy. First. Keep your eyes open this time, just beneath the light. In darkness it will creep. Listen to the whispers now. The radar says it's coming as you sleep. Watch the skies get down AK-47 rounds No trace, no sound When rodeo comes through your town Say hello to the rodeo Say goodbye to your stereo Welcome cowboy The rodeo comes to black rope and destroy Definitely a banger yeah i'm super into it yeah i mean i yeah the the course the way that kind of like goes into like that little bit of that minor key is like sort of descending kind of it's i'm into it and i don't and the the background vocals still sound great i mean it's this is a heavier sound than Mm -hmm. than what than what roper is yeah. And I don't know, maybe that's maybe that was the issue. Um five minute walk wanted something a little bit lighter and poppier to to sell. Maybe they didn't yeah. this is just looking at the cover. Um so Gorilla Rodeo is an obvious nod to Gorilla Radio by um Rage Against the Machine. Rage Against the Machine. And the Rage Against the Machine like inspired cover as well of this uh, red and yellow orangey star on a black background with yeah. a guy on a horse looks exactly like <laughs> the uh, live at the grand Olympic auditorium album for rage against the machine in 2003 <laughs> it yeah. came out the year before. Um, so there's clearly uh, some, uh, inspiration going on and as yeah. we talked about in previous episodes Reese does have this like Zach De La Rocha inflection in some of his <laughs> false metal songs <laughs> yes so to speak so yeah there's a very uh, direct rage reference yes. uh, in one of the tracks we'll get into later as well yeah um, some might say that I referenced it at the beginning of this episode did we <laughs> I couldn't remember if that was on mic or off yeah yeah <laughs> uh, in keeping with how I'm hashtag nailing it tonight um, <laughs> yeah I really like the melodies and the harmonies here I think you're right that it's a little different sound but it's clearly in that vein of this sort of pop rock melody harmony driven thing yeah to use some synths in there I take a little keys on top of that but I wouldn't, um, I wouldn't hate it wouldn't hate it yeah. Yeah. let's check yeah. out this um, let's check out this next track Sunday, 8.35 a.m. with sunny skies on August 7, 1992. Chance reading, you sold your soul to your friend. For some parts like all of us are up to sometimes do. Everyone has a day. I don't want to 
So that's someday, buddy, someday. Yeah. Um, which Should is I assume is a Sunday bloody Sunday. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, this is this is what I. They're they're on our same wavelength. There, they're doing yeah. some good puns. They got yeah. some shout outs. Um, yeah. Yeah, I really like the the riffs and the chorus here. Um, I like that little guitar part in the second yeah. verse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's super cool. There are some keys that came in toward the end on this one, so more in that vein. But let me see if yeah. I can. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Moogie. Moogie. The Moogs. Not not to be not to be mistaken for the Dugs. <laughs> no, yes. Dennis Dugs <laughs> might rock on some Moogs. We don't know. I think it's actually Moogs, but I like saying Moogs. Yeah. Um, okay. Right. One yeah, more the- track here. Stuntman. Into it. Into it. <laughs> I love that the that guitar and yeah. the like those harmonies. It sounds very Weezer to me, like old school Weezer. Yeah. Um, yeah, just uh, definitely on this vibe. If I would have picked this up in 2004, I would have been like, oh, I really like the direction that he's headed in here. This could be interesting. So I don't know. I'm a fan of, uh, of that EP faux show. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I would be curious to see what, what a full album of that. Yeah. I am curious about the influence of five minute walk. Yeah. Um, yeah. Doesn't sound like it. And I don't know if we've talked about this or knew this, but it doesn't sound good. <laughs> like it sounds like there was some, certainly some unpleasantness there uh, for a while and they have yeah. not returned to five minute walk. So no, I mean, why should they? Yeah, I'm just, it's kind of a bummer, but, you know, maybe there were some bummers happening there that we're not privy to. Is that enough background? I think that's enough background for us to get into Brace Yourself for the Mediocre. And let's start as we normally do. (laughs) First track. Makes sense. Hello, Lame Wads. Tell me. 
So uh, this song reminds me of uh, The Offspring. When we were young, the future was so bright. That's what I think of when I... Yeah. When, I, uh, when the beginning of Hello, Lame Wads makes me... Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like it's on you to do that mashup. Um, <laughs> so please do that. I mean, that's, that's a pretty good song. No, nope, it, it's fun. Um, I mean, the, the, uh, the, the little keys part coming in at the very beginning where I'm just like, oh man, we're, we're on a journey here. We're on yeah. a journey for something different. This is my number two. Oh, nice. Um, yeah. Did I, now I can't remember if I said this off mic or on mic either, but did I say that the, uh, my top three surprised me because of its sequencing on mic? <laughs> Yeah, I know you didn't. You said that on mic, but not while nothing that we're going to be putting in the episode. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, it's just I was surprised by how they kind of uh, uh, ran together. I'll just say that. And I wondered if um, they would be the same handful. So, anyway, yes, this is my number two. I think it's great. I love the keys, as you said. I love that uh, those metal y guitars in the pre chorus. Rules. It's kind of hard to say if it's a jokey like this is mediocre that feels very reese or if it's kind of like a commentary on the whole lukewarm thing which he does sometimes as well yeah it's it's i was having a hard time trying to figure out if this is another like all right guys i'm blowing it again i can't yeah, yeah, be yeah. i can't be on fire but but the, i mean the very first line is feel the burn and the fury of my pen <laughs> So, and also he says, things might change, but don't hold your breath yet. I don't know. I feel like it's, it's sort of a like winky. Yeah. Um, I think it's a little this, from column A, a little from column oh, V. <laughs> yeah. And, but then he said, neither hot nor cold. This is getting old. Right. So yeah. I think he's just like, he's pointing the finger at himself yet again. Yeah. But calls it mediocre and yet it rules so yeah uh i would bump this um long before i would probably listen to um all the hype yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna want some of your thoughts on this song Ooh. he's burning the butane he's got a wallet chase he will show up Six for six. He's scoping all the checks while he's hanging on to you. And you're unaware that his eyes are never on you. He's working on his game. Just pretend that you're in love with what's his name. So these these screamy, yelly uh, harmonies just rule. They're the best. It's my number three. Oh, nice, 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 nice. Um, yeah. So tell me, tell me your. <laughs> I mean, 
I can't tell if it's a friend trying to stick up for somebody that they see in mm. a bad relationship or somebody feeling bitter about being friend zoned. <laughs> I think it's more the latter. <laughs> okay. That's my interpretation at least. Yeah. Um, which is funny cause he's also got like one of his true, um, like love songs on this album too. <laughs> right. Um, so it's funny to have those things together, but no, I think he's, it's kind of a silly one, right? Yeah. I mean, it's, I feel like this one and wizard needs food badly are like <laughs> kind of in this, they're like, yeah, like kind of, <laughs> kind of like, a some potential problematic masculinity. Yes. Yes. Takes. This one feels more like, um, silly to me than i mean whatever wizard needs food is also silly it just that feels like it's coming more from a place of like resentment to me somehow even if it's winky and this feels more just like a kind of throwaway silly like but i mean but then but then he's like you know he's he's right there with his perfect arms around you um (laughs) and he said if he wouldn't punch me in the face i'd say to you so it's like um there's definitely some weird male energy there yeah there's there's some male energy here that he's like he's like this guy's like tall and you know attractive and buff and yeah and he could kick my ass but um yeah i uh what i was thinking about when i was listening to the song was that (laughs) i mean like anyone our age i think i used to like make mixtapes for girls in high school (laughs) that i had crushes on um and they would often have songs like this on it where it's like, why do you like that guy? Just like me, like yeah. the cool punk guy. And like looking back, like not a great look, you know? No, <laughs> like, that, that was 100% me. Yeah. And this would have been one school. of them. <laughs> I was, I had this exact kind of energy <laughs> yeah, exactly. in high school. Just perfect arms. Yeah. Like, but also, you know, Reese was like, 30 at this point (laughs) true i think that's why i'm a little bit like you're just having a goof but yeah it's probably it's probably just a goof but he's having a laugh (laughs) i you know just another another play on the i'm with stupid you know yes in this case you're with stupid you're with stupid how about that yeah i would definitely put that on a mix and be like do you get it i like you do you like me for kind of insulting you (laughs) (laughs) that you Um, can't take care of yourself make your own choices (laughs) i remember putting the aquabat song um like the skateboard song does this ring any bells for you i don't know Mm. it was basically like you went out with that jock and i was left alone on my skateboard tonight (laughs) (laughs) anyway that was uh really spoke to me my skateboard is the name of the song um (laughs) This kind of has like a goatee hook vibe to me um, where it's got like those harmonies, but then the like double time beat and just, I don't know. I'm definitely. Uh, Yeah. The, the end, the end double time where they pick is. So great. Yeah, I just it's yeah undeniable to me. I'm such a sucker for that sound, and then the like harmonies and the like yeah. dropouts with the acapella. Like I just yeah, I'm very into it. So. Yep, yeah. You know what I'm into. Mm. 
them sweet ass keys that's my number two my number one yeah it is a jam it is it is a jam and i would say i mean the first worshipy song on the record yeah yeah although even with this one it's like it's kind of half about the joy of playing music um but also about like amplifying god through yep music and creativity but i kind of like that it walks that line between like yeah i feel like it's just as much about loving playing in a band and playing shows <laughs> yeah i think i think it's this that's something that roper does yeah yeah what rides the lines very well yes. that like a song could fall on either side um yep. uh, you know feedback speaks of caliber the wires wrapping around um we fall beneath these walls of unimpended sound, you know? So it's like, it's talking about playing music. It's talking about the things related to music, but then, you know, what is it that they're amplifying? Um, right, right. You know, the so. sweet Moogs and also the Lord. Yep. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, so this, so I've blown through my top three in the three first songs on the album. <laughs> yes. That's what I was and, saying was, was, was unusual. Yeah, and I'm I'm very curious because I uh, I have two more, um, yeah. and I feel rather strongly interesting a- about my number one, and I'm huh. su- I am surprised that mm. uh, your that my number one is not in your top three. Well, yeah, I want no, I'm very curious. Okay. I have a feeling I might know what it is, but I yeah I uh, I feel pretty strongly about these three being. The strongest. So, Interesting. But you what's have, it? What's it like being wrong? <laughs> you have uh, been known to convince me in the past, <laughs> so I'm, I'll be curious. But yeah, I mean that opening riff, the yeah, kind of the muted palm thing. It's just so great. It kind of sounds like that. It's hard to do. It's hard to do a keyboard sound with my. No, not I was. I was thinking. I was talking the, about the, the riff. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> but yeah, that, yeah, that was pretty good. That was a good keyboard approximation. <laughs> um, sounds great. Yeah, it kind of has that like 
um, this was like a little before like chiptune became a thing, right? You know, where there yeah, was yeah, all yeah, those yeah. sort of like synthy eight bit bands with like the right. the the chiptune synths and the like um, riffs, the like palm muted riffs. So that's a vibe I'm into. Um, the Reese, yeah, Reese is always ahead of the curve. It's true. It's true. Um, yeah, that opening is great. I love the riffs throughout the harmonies and the pre-chorus. Like just add to that great building up to the chorus and then the release. Um, yeah, it feels five irony in that way where it's just like builds, 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 you know, and then you get to the like culmination and you're just like, Oh, this is the best. So right. I, I this is, this was my number one pretty obviously. Wow. So, yeah. Wow. <laughs> All right. All right. All right. Well, um, let's see if I can't do a little convincing. Vendetta, my number one. Oh, interesting. Huh. My number one. So tell the, me why. The chorus is yeah. undeniable. Yes, true. Undeniable. <laughs> um, so it has it has the combination of like just great pop hooks, and then it gets heavy and shreddy. Yes, uh, yes. we gotta get it all. Yes. <laughs> Shit. Yes. Is Tom Morello up in here? <laughs> Little explosion and the spacewalk. That descending bass line there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all it's, it's all fucking great. <laughs> it is really good. Yeah. yeah. I this is one of the many Tom Morello collaborations uh, with, <laughs> with the uh, with the all hell can't stop us now. Yeah. It's pretty um, good. You know from Gorilla Radio. Right. That uh, one. Yeah. It's just super fun and it's also just a silly a silly song about old people like going and dating. <laughs> yeah, it definitely is. This is funny because we were talking about getting in the pit with our walkers last yeah, week. Yeah, right. That's, kind of that's similar vibe. true. Um, painting flames on the walkers is a, is a fun. Yeah. Touch. Um, yeah, I think it's super fun. I'm into it. I mean, I love the rock riffs. It feels very like phantom mullet vein to me. Yeah. Like Micah would be getting down on this one. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think that's why I was like, not surprised, but I feel like usually when it's these sort of, 80s metal kind of tribute songs 
I'm more into it than you are usually. Um, well, we both liked Phantom Mullet. It's that true. Was, that was, was one that of our favorites. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it definitely feels like it's in in that realm, and it gets me gets me going. So, hell, yeah, just um, not into it. Sorry. Enough. <laughs> um, now, uh, here's here's a a curious a curious song. Yes. yes. <laughs> I can I th- I feel like I can pretty confidently say that this is the one and only like like reggae punk song about uh, an eighties GI Joe comic. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I was like catching the names of of the characters as you saying them, and then I was like, hold on, is this just all GI Joe? <laughs> and then I googled the lyrics and we kept them. It's just GI Joe. Um, yes, it's uh from a. Uh, G.I. Joe number 15, Red Eye to Miami, which ah, okay. came out in September of 1983. Very formative for Reese, apparently. Um, yeah, it's uh, the Cobra Troopers masquerading as rebels are about to kill Snake Eyes and Dr. Venom. Hey, Dr. Venom begs good. them to spare his life as he's the only one there who can fly a plane. <laughs> sounds pretty good. Um, yeah, but the... Uh, let me. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna share my screen so you can uh, see the cover of this. The snake eyes falling out the plane door there. Yeah, it's uh, and some, somebody like stomping on his hands as he's hanging out the bay door. Hey, that looks that looks pretty good. I definitely had some some Marvel GI Joe comics in the '80s as well. Uh, don't don't recall this particular one. Um, yeah, but apparently, I mean, it was a. Uh, it's a big one. Big, big, big deal for Reese. Enough that he needed to uh, craft a jam around it. The uh, the little synopsis there on the G.I. Joe wiki, Joepedia, that you pulled up says, Snake Eyes, Quinn, and Dr. Venom make for the airfield in a fight to freedom. <laughs> <laughs> Which is pretty great. Um, yeah, I'm not super into this one. Um, it's also very jarring to me. It feels like that five iron period of like, very different kinds of song sections where it's like the ska reggae verse and then like a hard left turn into like a totally different pre-chorus and chorus sound yeah um which is kind of an interesting mashup of things but um not sure it 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 fully comes together for me so yeah i mean it's it's fine i mean it's not 
I do like the pack your camis red eye to Miami. I think that's that's that, <laughs> that's, that, that's a great line. Yes. Now knowing that it's a that the title is a reference as well to the whole thing makes yeah. a little more sense to me. But. Yeah, I was I uh, at at first at kind of the first listen, I was like, is this like a subversive like American militarism like? Oh, yeah. Because I was like. Um, but then I was like, wait, is this like a, like a pro American military? That doesn't make sense. Saving the world while the world's asleep, get your American flags while they're still cheap. Like I was like, wait a second. And then I looked into it and I was like, oh, oh, it's, it's, it's about a comic book. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I mean, maybe GI Joe was dropping some tooth bombs on those readers. Maybe Um, so. Don't remember that being the case, but for chop sandwiches. <laughs> oh man! We, oh, we... get the fuck out of you, fucking idiots! Get the... That's, that must be where they got some of that Rasta inspiration. The the one where he's like, oh, the Bobby what about <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Yes, yes. Who wants a body massage? Man, have um, we talked? We must have talked about this, right? It's we we had to. I mean, pork chop sandwiches is like easily one of the. Oh man, I'm sure Reese appreciates these if if uh, he hasn't seen them. <laughs> you not cooking? Yeah, dude. <laughs> Pork chop sandwiches. <laughs> oh shit! Get the fuck out of here! What are you doing? Go! Get the fuck out of here, you stupid idiot! Fuck, we're all, we're all dead. dead! Get the fuck, fuck. out! <laughs> My god, did that smell good? You detect it. Did you know going and you tell me do things? I done running. Oh man. Yes, I know that we have talked about this because, like, we Googled it last time. The guy who made them is from Chicago. Um, But these are, yes, the G.I. Joe PSAs. If you've somehow gone through your life without knowing them, like, please go watch them all because they're (laughs) wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, what's up, Mr. Lafitti? Sandwiches. (laughs) Fresh sandwiches. Um, Yeah, all all great. yeah, I got nothing else to say <laughs> yeah, about that. Got nothing else. <laughs> All right, let's move on to Quicksilver.
pretty good. It's pretty good. The harmonies on the chorus are yeah, great. Super, super good. What are you thinking? What do you think about this song and like what it kind of yeah. means? I think it's sort of about like just the idea of not living up to all that God wants for us. That's my. I feel like you could throw a dart and hit a song. Uh, a five iron song <laughs> that, that's about that yeah yeah i really tried to make um a draw a line between the idea of quicksilver like whether he's talking about like the metal or whatever and that concept of not living up but i, c- I couldn't quite get there <laughs> maybe yeah. somebody uh, smarter than me can get there but um yeah i don't know what do you think i think probably has something to do with just there's an emptiness in us. He says this vacant emptiness, this hollow is eating. Yeah. Um, maybe like trying to fill ourselves with things other than God. And then it just, but it's still, it's just not enough. I don't know. It's hard to, it's hard for me to know. Yeah. There's a, another song, at least one song later that I think touches on similar themes to what you were noticing about it just now. Yeah. Um, yeah, I feel like a broken record, but I'm like good harmonies, good melodies, good riffs. <laughs> like I just every, pretty much every song is those things. Um, and it's great. It's very propulsive. Um, I like this one. Um, um, yeah. Somebody on song meanings uh, posted um, in 2008 and he said, I saw Roper play a couple summers ago and this was their last song. Reese said something like, this is a song about C.S. Lewis. Oh, interesting. I think it has something to do with one of his books like Mere Christianity. Yes, that sounds familiar. Um, I think it's like from his G.I. Joe crossover. <laughs> yeah, C.S. Um, Lewis, huge G.I. Joe fan. Okay, this makes so much sense. Um, yeah, Quicksilver is from uh, uh, Lewis's poem, The Planets. Um, and he references the idea of Quicksilver um, and Mercury and these things. Um, so that is what that is about. That makes sense. Okay, there we go. <laughs> um, I think, you know, he's got that like space trilogy. Um, and I think there's something about old solar language somebody who uh you know we've got a lot of like uh elvish speakers and yep. <laughs> hobbit heads out there who probably are into some lewis but yeah i believe there's something about um quicksilver and, and mercury in those in that planet trilogy so anyway yep um thank you russian ed for <laughs> yes thank you for that Thanks, comment. thank you it's really has um, given us a lot to think about. Yep. Uh, now, 1985. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> that reverb.
This is my number three. Yeah, I mean, it's got hella Back to the Future references, so I feel like this it's just in is, your real house. <laughs> this is the best song that Reese has written about a Marty. <laughs> Ooh, fighting words. Um, uh, why don't you take your strong arms? <laughs> don't punch me in the face, but I don't know. I mean, the, the keys on their own yeah, so are great. just rule, 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 rule. But also the <laughs> opening is hella Blink-182. Yes, I was going to say, you brought up Offspring. It reminds me very much of, I took her out, it was a Friday yeah, night. It is, it 100%. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, yes, yeah, so, uh, but I'm, I'm into it. But not just, not just that. Oh, shit. Ooh. Oh, God, Oh my god, there's so many rad solos on this album. <laughs> I mean, pretty great. I gotta assume that's uh, Ethan Luck from uh, Supertones Reliant K, but maybe it's Bob Shively. I don't know who that is. Um, get him on the pod. <laughs> get him on the pod. Um, let's hit it up that Discogs. Uh, yeah. All I see is Five Iron and Roper. I don't know. Hmm. Don't know who you are, bud, but if it's you, you're shredding. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy, I think it might, buddy. Be, I think it might be Ethan Luck, though. Yeah. Um yeah, no, I'm with you. Uh it's it's super fun. Um I uh you know, kind of in that hair metally phantom mullet vein again. Uh, right. Yeah, nothing nothing wrong with that. No, no, it's a good world to be in. Yeah. So let's do uh bare naked ladies. <laughs> Say sayonara. <laughs> All right. Yeah. <laughs> I've been taking the wrong way just so I won't fall for you. Like that bass. Every time I hear your voice, yeah. it just cleans <laughs> my heart in two. Like a kamikaze, stopping 50 megatons. You've been gunning my battleship, you fly the rising sun. I've been walking in circles while you wait so patiently. Okay, so I was just joking about the bare naked ladies, um, but there's one. It's one thousand percent. Oh wow! Yeah. <laughs> Not thought about that one in a while. No, but I was. It took me a minute. I'm like, 
I'm like, is this sister? Is it Sister Hazel? Is yeah, it, it's all kind of blurs like, together. Is it? Is it Counting Crows? Who is this? And then I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh my god! And then like when I, um, and then when I was like, all right. It yeah, just it's pretty it's, funny. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty funny. Uh, yeah. Chickadee China, the Chinese <laughs> chicken. <laughs> Maybe they would get along. Those guys are kind of they're kind of uh, goofy. I mean, they Reese likes Canada. They're yeah, Canadian. Sure. Something there. Yeah, there's uh, something. <laughs> those guys are not for old Johnny. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they uh, were. They did play on the Weird Al show back. Okay. In- okay. Respect. Uh, respect. Respect where respect is due. Um. Yeah, this keep, is a keep, this is keep a, the bare naked ladies out your mouth. <laughs> okay, sorry, my bad. <laughs> I don't, keep your I, keep your perfect arms away from me. <laughs> uh, I uh, yeah, I, this one is fun. Um, this is this is the love song that I was referencing. Like, it feels like the first time, and I know it's kind of jokey, but like that he's sort of like writing a straight up love song where like things are positive <laughs> in like a really long time. Um, so that's kind of unique in that way. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's not like a huge standout track for me, but I think it's fun. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't really stand out for me much either. Yeah. But I I feel like Reese has written some of his strongest choruses. Yeah, yeah. He's in his. I feel like his writing, his chorus writing, has just gotten this. It's like a different style of of songwriting than than Five yeah. Iron, and I think he I think he's found just like a really good. Uh, pop punk sweet spot that he like maybe he discovered like how i don't know how much he had like because it was it was a collaborative effort um as you said with uh ethan luck and and misaki lu but um yeah these i think that just they the choruses are just very very strong yeah i it's telling that he was like at least at the time that he said that that this was like he thought this was the best he kind of ever done musically yeah um and it's also then kind of a bummer that he left with a bad taste in his mouth from five minute walk and that he had no interest in yeah making it work again even though he admittedly had some of his best writing yeah it's sad the whole thing is kind of a bummer it seems like it was sort of maybe something thrust upon him and when it didn't work out it just kind of ended and there was no yeah. putting it back together but yeah it, it does seem like maybe that's kind of where his um songwriter heart had always kind of been in this more sort of straight ahead rock power yeah. pop um vibe and i i really like it i think he yeah. as a vocalist and as a writer it's a it's a good fit for him so yep agreed <laughs> uh how your halo fell another song that could have a couple different yes um, meanings you wake up in the morning you punch the clock before you ever up your eyes and all the breath you're taking in is spent upon some distant
I really like the bass on this song. Yeah, it sounds great. Yeah, I um this one is kind of complicated. <laughs> yeah. I think it's sort of about so he's kind of he's obviously there's like a you know, you're sort of selling out for your job, like yeah. a, a life you hate kind of growing up and I have a uh, I have selling out to the man in my notes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But then it's also loops in the sort of like reconnecting um like it's sort of a if not like love song like people who grew apart and are coming back together in the mid like against that sort of um world of the like selling out thing so i don't know um there is some speculation that this might be about christy ah um and so Mm. and one of the one of the reasons I think there could be some validity to that. Um, so he says, uh, and somewhere in the midst of this, you bite your lip and say your sad goodbyes. Uh, I'm not the best with words. I wish I had a better speech. I know there's all the reason in the world for you to hate me. Hmm. Yeah, um, that sounds right. <laughs> so, but but the, one of the things that stands out to me is the... Um, you bite your lip and say your sad goodbyes. This is uh, this uh, a reference that he made in a Brave Saint Saturn song, uh. um, where he said, "You're biting your lip now. I know because you do it all the time." Oh, fascinating. Um, so I'm wondering if there's yeah maybe some nice. some possibility there that it is about her and that he yeah. met up with her and he's bummed about how yeah she's not living her best life that seems that all seems plausible yep um there's lots of references to lips in this song yeah which kind of made me be like okay you, so there's something sort of romantic happening here yeah you uh you sealed your lips you bite you bite your lip um uh, wet, wet, our lips our, later, wet our yeah. lips yeah which that section <laughs> i gotta say i'm not a big fan of the like whispered like listen section yeah um, <laughs> the sacred heart of jesus christ when he's like corazon and then listen i'm just <laughs> like oh boy i don't know <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah all right <laughs> uh, but it's uh yeah it's an interesting one i you know i again like hearing that i'm like oh he's he's working through some um some interesting and and vulnerable stuff on this album. And it is an interesting mix of kind of like silly and vulnerable, but in like different ways on both of those fronts than five iron is kind of. So yeah, yeah. that's, that's why I feel like this record is such a standout. Yeah. Yeah. It, it does, it does things that five iron can't do. It's a remarkable record in that what it achieves is um, something that I, I don't think could have happened in in five iron so yeah dave pigs another song that has yeah um, maybe multiple meanings let's see lots of palm muting on this record into it not mad about it Oh shit, let's 
So I want to, I want to hear what you think about, about this before I, yeah, I start well, speculating. Just at the top, I'll say, I think it's like a very fun punk vibe here. Oh um, man. I love, I love the, that there are the dropouts on this record. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> yeah there's some uh there's some nice screaming later also um yeah i you know i couldn't i think this is what it is but i'm not convinced that i'm correct okay <laughs> but i think there's like a taking aim at the music industry yeah the manufactured christian industry yeah vibe going on here for sure yeah um you know when he's talking about some pep rally where we scream his name like God was losing in a football game. Yeah. Um, so that keeps, that seems like, you know, something they've put in their, you know, crosshairs often is the sort of like Christian music industry, fake sort of um, industry around like genuine faith and things that are sort of manipulated in those ways. Um, but then, yeah, it's interesting. The course says, I don't want to waste his name this time. Um, I will never cast him to the swine, which is like, I take it as kind of like his approach to Roper. Like he wants to do this one, right. Sort of. Um, but I will never cast him to the swine and the idea of the day of pigs. Like I'm like, and yeah. And then later he says, uh, selling highs as if we needed one flash the lights. So not to be outdone counterfeit wanting joy so much. We take a hit like a tapeworm deep in hunger digs, waste the sacred just to feed these pigs. Like, is this cool? Are, Are we okay with this? Like, I don't know if he's like, who are the pigs? Are the pigs like, I will never pigs, cast them to the swine. The pigs, the pigs are 100% executives. Yeah, the, Christian music the, industry. The, the, the machine. Yeah, yeah, okay. I think he's at a point where he's just like, he's yeah. been doing this for so many years. And yeah, I'm going to call these people swine and pigs. <laughs> well, I mean, I th- in the context of that Matthew verse right. is... He, I mean, in in the verse, you know, talking about throwing the 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 pearls before swine, mm, they yeah. they de- then turn and trample and destroy you. Right, right, right. right. So, like, yeah, in, that's, in this that's right. in this in this reference, it's like giving them what they want. But like, coming off this record, as as we know that there's some these they've had some bad experiences with five minute walk and just yeah. the absolute drive to put out something new every right, right, right. year. Yeah. No, I think that's totally the correct read. That makes sense. Um, yeah. That you, you know, he's done hitch, hitching his wagon to that. He's done that. They've been a part of that Christian world. And with his new band, that's got his name, like yeah. Reese's name. He's not going to waste what he sees as like, these genuine songs about faith and experience um, and like, like let the Christian music industry and scene sort of um, take it over and do what they want with it. So, yeah, it's nothing you can manufacture. Your walls cannot contain him. Yeah. Right. Well, so he's like, he's, he wants something authentic and he doesn't want to just pump, pump out a manufactured worship song. Yep. Yeah. I think, uh, this is this is a standout song on the album for me, both musically and lyrically. Um, I just wasn't sure. I was like, is it like, you know, when Jesus drove the demons into the pigs? Like, who are the pigs here? Like, 
are we the pigs? You know, because there's times when like the judgy faith songs can rub us the wrong way. And I was like, I don't think that's what this is, but no, I think you're definitely right. Yeah. I I don't think this is a, (laughs) I don't think this is a like, fuck the fans. kind of (laughs) No. Yeah. I was like, hold on. (laughs) Who are we calling pigs? Are we sure we're okay with it? But if it's um, those folks, then I I feel okay with that. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I mean, it could be, it could be a little bit of both because he even, because even still there's a history of like, you know, handbook for the sellout people being like, you know, you're, you're not punk enough. You're not, you're not this, you're not enough of this. You're not enough of that. And I, and I'm sure that there are people, I'm sure there are, there have been five iron fans where it's like, you're not Christian enough or where we want more overt (laughs) you know, every new day style worship songs or, or whatever. Yeah. I'm sure that there are those fans that have existed. Yeah. And so let's call them pigs and swine. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think you're right. That's not what he's doing. Yeah. All right. Um, now a song probably about jerking off. <laughs> Sexy ladies? Is that? <laughs> I was trying to decide if it was like literally not being tempted by, you know, the sexiness of the world, <laughs> or if he's using lust as like a metaphor for just like not wanting to be tempted by be tempted by distractions of the world, or like becoming too consumed or trapped by like earthly things. You know, I mean. Um, I mean, it's, <laughs> it might just it, be straight up just lust. <laughs> yeah, I think it's very lusty. Yeah, I mean because it's it basically it, it, like uh, this gift of sight, this glorious blight. You yeah. know, it's just like my eyes showing me them, <laughs> them sweet, sweet titties. I was like, are you, you weren't sure if you were gonna <laughs> go there, but you went. There. <laughs> I mean. I'm enticed and so attracted. Right, right. I just wasn't uh, sure if it was like, is it just this or using this to be like, this is about more than just yeah. boobs or whatever, but maybe it's not. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It's the, 
the first verse is super sexy. <laughs> That's pretty sexy. <laughs> Blushing skin, Oof. you know, velvet lips, satin Ooh. sleek, knees leaking. Hey. Talking about wet lips and velvet lips. I, mean, <laughs> I know, right? So many lips. Yeah. Um, but 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 then there's this there's a line um in like the second chorus. Close your eyes, dancing so sweetly by, then disappearing with a sigh, which like <laughs> okay i see where I mean, you go <laughs> you know makes That's interesting me, makes me think like yeah this is uh, uh yeah, i'm just, I'm, be, I'm just saying <laughs> i'm not saying i'm, I'm not saying. saying i'm just saying um yeah like i don't know this it's i will say i love that intro that sort of like tapping the metal yeah. riff love yeah. that the rest yeah. i enjoy but none of it quite lives up to that level um for the rest of yeah. it for me so yeah. i don't know it's uh that's fine not gonna i'm not gonna kink shame you reese you know whatever <laughs> sure. if you like whatever. imagining slow dancing and then sighing <laughs> that's your prerogative that's uh that's definitely that's definitely what he's talking about oh, me and my girl were just on the dance floor and i just got a i just got a little too tired from doing the yeah. foxtrot yeah how did these velvet lips get on me i don't know how that happened. <laughs> oh my knees are weak over here <laughs> i love this combo personality character it's all right for me. let's uh let's go on to this let's jam to shania town saw you we were at the hippie rock show you called me an ignorant male oppressor and spat in my face because i like meat but the first time i got a whiff of that patchouli you were wearing oh i knew it was love i think we're gonna make it I didn't know I needed a punk cover of the song in my life, but here we are. It's pretty great. It's fun. Reminds me of like the me first in the gimme gimme's yeah, cover yeah, yeah. cover of the hollow notes, uh, uh-huh. rich girl. Yes, definitely in that vein. I, it's curious why he chose this one. <laughs> why does, why does Reese choose anything he chooses? <laughs> and that he, puts in this like hippie narrative under the top of it it's like not really the same vibe as like shania no, but whatever no uh, i think he's just kind of freestyling a someone being the one for him thing and his obsessions with uh, hippies with hippies and vegetarians and making and fun patchouli. of them <laughs> and yeah it's it all it all works together yeah uh, normal reese way i don't know yeah it's fun 
I I, I want to know if there's any truth to somebody calling him an ignorant male oppressor. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's Which, that's Bummertown territory it is, for me. Again. <laughs> it is it is it is Bummersville, USA. Yeah. Uh, next stop, choo choo. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, that's all yeah. I have to say. But still fun. It's, it's, yeah. it's it's still the one. I'll take a Schneider cover. Yeah. musically <laughs> it doesn't hit any highs for me no i i mean i like it um but it just yeah feels like there's a lot of different things happening and they're definitely kind of back in that closing worship song mode yeah yeah which is i think kind of like maybe why i don't like it because like does every ending song that Reese does have to be yeah. a worship song? Yeah. For the most part, as you were saying, he kind of steers away from some of that like direct overt um, worship. Yeah. And then this is kind of back into that. Um, Literally although, an Excelsis Deo. <laughs> yeah. But like, and he's kind of back into that, like I'm a piece of crap without God <laughs> mode. Um, Although I will say it feels like there's a bit of the continuation of the like mercy that he is talking about on in on distant shores that we were saying we right. felt like right. moved by and felt kind of different. So it does feel like yeah. a bit of a continuation of that. Although it's definitely still back to like I'm I'm worthless <laughs> sort of yeah. realm. Um, but I don't know. I don't I don't mind it. It's not uh, among my faves. And it's. That- Christmas song. <laughs> I guess oh, so, yeah. That's a great joke, right? A really good <laughs> ending joke. Uh, uh, all right. Well, that's Roper. That is Roper. <laughs> done and done. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would, you know, part of the, f- like, some of the most fun times on this pod have been when we've done these weird side projects and offshoots and special episodes because it's really like allows us to get into stuff that we didn't really know about that much or things that that, we really like and that's that's been the beauty of the pod to me that like i mean aside from um i'll i'm gonna get i'm gonna get sincere and earnest here for for a second just like a closing Uh, worship song (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah. So like this wooden soul of mine, uh-huh, keep it, cannot, going. it cannot ever climb from places that has fallen. Sure, you know? sure, sure. In, in between where the light can shine. <laughs> okay, I'll stop. That is that is the opposite of me being earnest. No, but like one of the one of the you know, after you know the you know news I shared yeah. uh, last week and um you know it really one of the great joys that I've taken from this pod has been um you and me growing uh yeah. like a good friendship. And like you know, we talked about stuff that like we did in college together and like mm-hmm. interests that we shared and like we ran in the same circles and we did sim like worked on stuff together, but we like, for yeah. whatever reason we didn't um, ever end up like um, connecting or like hanging yeah. out or anything. So it's been uh, such a, a blessing and joy to be able to mm-hmm. foster this relationship and friendship with you over this pod and, kind of like learn stuff together and experience new stuff. And, uh, you know, just, it's been nice to have like, like, like a really consistent thing that we can do together each week. And yeah, man. Yeah. So I echo all of that as well. Well said. Thanks. I agree. Yep. (laughs) Um, yeah, you know, we're, (laughs) <laughs> this podcast is about <laughs> everything under the sun. Right. Um, and I will say, you know, that original idea of, you know, faith, politics, culture, all the things like having these all encompassing conversations has been, um, has been uh, an important part of my life the last couple of years. Yeah. Um, and finding albums like this, which we're big fans of this album. I think it's really cool. Right. I, yeah would love it if there was some sort of a Roper <laughs> reunion or yeah. if they at least played some of these songs with the keys, like you're saying at a show sometime, cause it would be really fun to hear these live. So I vote for Vendetta. Um, I would take it. Uh, I would take most of these. I would yeah. have a fun time. Yeah. I would be super into Vendetta, Amplify, um, Lame Wads, Hello Lame Wads or, Eight nineteen eighty five, whatever. Just yeah. something that's got some keys in it and some <laughs> yes. shredding guitar. I think that sounds great. I think they yeah. should do that. I know that's not going to happen, at least <laughs> not the reunion. But it, yeah, it was super fun to go through this and and yep. think about what that might be like. Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess that's it. Um, looks like totally we made it through the pod. <laughs> looks like we made it. <laughs> Uh, we're not exactly sure what's coming up next, but we're yeah. probably continuing along this tangential side projects, uh, fun stretch of apps. I hope people are, are into that. Um, but yeah, let us know what you think about Roper, what you think about any of this stuff on our socials at magnified pod on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook subscribe if you haven't already. And you know what? I'm going to throw out a challenge here. I should have done this at the top of the show, but if you stayed with us at the better end, <laughs> uh, our ratings and reviews have nary moved an inch since the second season began. And I would like somebody to write a very fun, engaging, funny, silly, stupid review, and we will read them on the show. So yeah, make, make us 
aim to make us laugh. Yes, write something stupid, write some puns, whatever. But I want a little contest. I want some clever reviews. If you don't want to write a review, just give the five stars. That's fine too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, let's 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 get some fun reviews going, and we'll read them on the show. But uh, yeah. you can subscribe and leave that feedback on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Email us at magnifiedpod at gmail you can leave us a voicemail at 872-762-4763, 877-MAGPOD. Support us at patreon.com slash magnifiedpod. Pick up some merch at magnifiedpod.storeenv.com. And thanks to our shadow producer on Original Vinyl. And thanks to Heavy Ordnance Studios and Danny Leary for our artwork. Well, looks like we made it, but time is winding down. <laughs> Only for this episode. We want you to be found enjoying the next episode when we'll discuss Brave Saint Saturn? Question mark. <laughs> oh man, check out that thing, eh? What do you want to do with it? <laughs> Let's launch over it. Who wants a body massage? <laughs> a massage? Uh, what did he just say to us? <laughs> The bottom massage machine go. Uh, what the hell? Bottom massage. GI Joe. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs>